You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 220. In today's episode, we'll talk to one super busy mom that did over 500 live webinars. To find out what happened, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to a special Wednesday edition of the Mind Your Business podcast where we take a deep dive look into other successful online entrepreneurs that are absolutely crushing it in their business. And today is no exception. I'm bringing to you my good friend, April Perry of Learn, Do, Become. We'll link that up in the show notes for you. That's learndobecome.com. And she gets into the incredible story of how she has built a wildly, wildly successful business over the last couple of years, and she's done over 500 live webinars. She's had over 100,000 attendees, and the results she's had, the impact she's created, the community she's created, it's all so staggering. So, This is the story of how a super busy mom built a wildly successful business that is now impacting hundreds of thousands of people. So without further ado, let's play that interview with April Perry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined here with my dear friend, April Perry. April, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thank you, James. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm excited for you to share your story your journey. I think it's extraordinary what you and your husband have been able to do. I think I find myself always talking about you guys <laughs> using you as, I don't know if you know this, I'm, I guess I'm just I telling you this. publicly, but when I'm doing a lot of my teaching, I always use you guys as an example. I won't always necessarily like, you know, just to keep it more yeah, confidential. Answer. I'll just be like, well, one client I have, and it always is like something amazing that you've just done. <laughs> so I am really excited for you to share a little bit more with your story, your journey, and a lot of the amazing things that you guys are up to. So let's kind of start with the real simple, what do you do? Who do you help <laughs> and why do you do it? Yeah. So we help people who are drowning in the details of life. Now that could be physical clutter. It could be mental clutter, but we help them to develop simple systems within a really supportive community so they can do what matters most. Now that means personally and professionally. Eric and I have four children. They are our priority. Our marriage is our priority. And so being able to help people get out of the clutter and get out of the overwhelm and to be able to actually move forward and get things done that's my passion. It's been my passion for more than 10 years and we love the work we do. Yeah. And you've been able to reach a lot of people by teaching this in, in online courses, digital products, et cetera. Was there a point like where you just were like, is anybody even going to buy this? Like, how would you, (laughs) did you doubt this idea? Like kind of take me through that. Yeah, I would love to. Okay. So 
I started out just writing a post about organizing. Now, I've had a planner since I was 13 years old, and I love talking planners. I'm even holding one right now, and I would take people on planner tours in high school. I mean, really (laughs) geeky, right? But I just wrote a post on organizing, and it started getting a lot of views. Was this like a blog post, or you wrote it on Facebook? A blog post. Just a blog post. Okay. And it had, you know, like five times more views than anything else on the blog. And I thought, oh, I guess people like organizing. So I wrote a little bit more. And then people wanted more information. So I literally made a Word document that was 30 pages long and sold it for $30. Or you could tell 30 friends and get it free. <laughs> so it was uh, like, way to do some viral marketing document. there. Yeah. And so people were literally emailing 30 of their friends to tell them about it. And then they would email it to them one by one. <laughs> There was no system. It was all done. I didn't have a PayPal account. I mean, we didn't have anything. Yeah. And then more people are asking more questions and more questions and more questions. So then I made it into more of a course with a login. And then I added some videos. And then Eric and I made it more for moms and dads. And we just started kind of growing and growing and growing. So I always knew it was going to sell. I mean, even if it didn't sell well, I knew I could find people who I could serve with it. But then over the course of the last several years, Eric and I have taught more than 500 live webinars. We've had more than 100,000 people actually show up to those webinars. And we have a community that we love. So whether people join the program or whether they came and just participated in the free resources, we just get so excited. Even this morning, Eric and I were talking about the live webinars and he was just getting kind of like choked up thinking about the experience because the act of being able to take something that you know people desperately need and to be able to help them and then see their excitement and their enthusiasm and to know that you're making their life easier it's awesome and now there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes on to make all that happen but that's where we are right now where Mm -hmm. we're able to run a business from home together with our four children and our business now has been doing so well that we're able to start thinking more about how do we serve how do we give back and we don't have to think about, you know, how do I pay my bills, which yeah. is awesome. And we've learned a ton from you and from your team and community. And I just, I'm excited to be able to just talk with you a little bit more about it to be able to give hope to someone who's thinking, when will I ever be able to reach these goals? You know? Yes. Yes. So, and you shared a lot there. So I want to unpack some of it. But first of all, like the first thing is highlighting, I hear a struggle a lot with people that are like, you know, this idea, this business, something like this really excites me, but I don't know what to teach. I don't know what to sell. And Mm -hmm. I just think you exemplified so beautifully how you, you just put stuff out there. Is it almost like you're, it's almost like going fishing and you're like testing different kind of baits in the water and some bait, you know, there's no bites. And then you right. found some bait that, wow, like people wanted this. So you okay, what does more look like? Okay, what does an ebook look like? And then before you knew it, it became a course. You let them decide, dictate, and tell you, yeah. this is what we want. And you let, that makes our lives as marketers, as salespeople, whether we want to call ourselves a salesperson or not, we still have to sell as entrepreneurs so much easier. And I, so I love mm-hmm. that. And I just want to echo then the next thing you said, 500 live webinars <laughs> with a hundred thousand, not an email list, not registrants, attendees, a hundred thousand yeah. people showing up live. And this is in like two years, right? It was like three, three to four years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Do it's you guys, a lot of webinars. <laughs> do you guys get recognized on the street at this point? 
You know, we actually do. It's so funny. I was at like Costco parking lot and a woman's right next to me getting in her car. She says, are you April Perry? I came to your webinar. <laughs> she didn't. She's like, I didn't buy the course. I couldn't afford it yet, but I came to your webinar. I mean, it's so funny. We actually do get recognized. Yeah. On I was giving a big hug anyway. And right. one of the things that I have to just expand on is for a while, I called you guys the craziest couple in, in <laughs> online marketing because the reason you had so many webinars is you were doing, was it three a week or was it sometimes one no, a day? No, we did three a week. There was a point we were doing six a week for like just because everything was filling so fast and it was going so well. And we're like, yeah. well, <laughs> but yeah, three a week was like the standard. Yeah. Yeah. And then where are you at right now? Are you doing any right now or has it been completely so automated? Right now we have an on-demand webinar and we're about to start a membership Mm. So very excited about that. Yeah. Very and exciting. so, and we have some other things that were, that are in the works, but mm -hmm. we've taken a little break because 500 <laughs> webinars was kind of a lot. So Eric loves them and he's more of an extrovert. I'm more of an introvert. And I felt like there's just a lot more that I want to start giving the community. And so that's yeah. where we are right now. But yeah. yes, we have, we still do have them for sure. And I'll give you a link so you can put a link with the show notes. Yes, yes. We will absolutely link that up in the show notes. So where I think I would like to dive in is where was the like breakthrough point for you? Like where did this take off? Mm -hmm. Where did you go like, whoa, we've really like, you know, we're not just selling an ebook here and there or something that kind of people like are kind of signing up for to being a machine of six, boom, 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 and having all these people register and join. I mean, I remember when you would come to the mastermind and you and Eric would have like good problems. Like, hey, what do we do with the 70,000 people that didn't attend in this last <laughs> couple of months? Like, you know, what do we do with them? And it's like, that's a good question. We, we should probably figure that out. So, and then I'd love also for our listeners to really get, and April, if you can share from this lens, the fact that you yourself, busy mom, building a business, which mom, full-time job, business, full-time job. How'd you do it? Can you take us through that a bit? Yes. Okay. Well, first, where was the breakthrough point? It did not come easily, really. Like this was, it was a big deal for us. We had been teaching classes for a long time. We had been working together for a long time for, you know, years that Eric had been home working with me. But I remember the actual breakthrough point because we had started to, we'd launched our STEP program, Steps to Everyday Productivity, and we had new webinar slides and I was stressed out about, quote, selling. Like that felt mm. so uncomfortable to me. I was fine teaching, but as soon as I got to the selling part, my stomach was starting to hurt and I didn't, I, my hands would get sweaty and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it without like, feeling awful. <laughs> and so I had to start learning how to make an offer as an invitation to serve somebody and not look at it as I'm trying to make someone buy something from me. And that was a big shift. So actually I was going through Amy Porterfield's webinars that convert and Eric sent me away to a hotel so I could have some free time. And I sat and watched her part on how to make an offer over and over again. I worked on the slides over and over again. I could hardly sleep that night because I was so nervous about the next day with these new slides. And I remember as I learned how to get my mindset to shift, and I started thinking more about how to phrase it in a way that felt comfortable to me. I had to find the language. So I finally did find the language. And once I found that, 
then it solved the problem because what was happening is at the end of different classes, sometimes people would say, oh, now you're selling something. Oh, I thought mm-hmm. this was a free class. And people would say things like that. And I finally learned, do you want me to tell you the language? That yeah. Oh, work? absolutely. <laughs> I think, I think our listeners would love to hear that too. This is what completely helped me not be stressed about selling. So what we did is we would teach an awesome free class. I love our class and we have one of the best ones recorded right now that you can access and go through. So I would say, okay, now that we've taught these four steps, if you want to take these four steps and go from here and implement those, that's great. We've really worked hard to make this a standalone class. But if you want to go further and if you want to hire us to be your coaches, it would be our privilege to serve you. And I'm going to show you what's in our program. And once I got that language, we didn't have one person say, what? Wow. <laughs> like, no, because then everyone knew, oh, okay, they've worked hard to make a standalone class. And yeah, they have. I just got served. I just did a great job. Or I just you know, was able to make progress because we give them four steps they can apply on the webinar. So people are making progress in yeah. the free class. And then when we came to the offer, they felt great. So I feel like... That language helped me. And then I sat down and wrote in my journal. (laughs) I actually have my journal Mm. entry where I said, I am tired of playing small Mm. and I'm ready to step into this next phase of being a leader. This all happened at the same time. This was the same month. Yep. It was like September 2016, I think was the date. And that month was by far the best month we ever had in our business. And then the business just continued to scale. From wow. That. Okay. Like that moment. So tell me, and maybe it's just you being, you know, reiterating it, but I just want to hear it. Tell me how you were playing small. I was thinking that by getting someone to give me money, like that I was selfish or I was greedy or I was somehow doing something wrong. I had something wrong with owning money. (laughs) And I actually took a money mindset course and went through it and Mm. figured out, well, what were my blocks? What did I believe? And I believe that if you were rich, you were like a scary person. (laughs) I I, I mean, I don't know. It was so funny as I went through all these things. Or if you have more money, you'd have more problems. Or if you have (laughs) more money, then people aren't going to like you and you won't be able to relate to people. And there are all these things that I was just worried about where I just thought money was just this bad thing to have. Yeah. And so I had to learn how to shift my mindset and realize I'm not earning an income so I can just buy a whole lot more stuff. Like I really don't like shopping to be honest. I don't like buying a lot of stuff But as I started seeing what I could then do for the world and what we could do for people and what we could do for our team and what we could do for you know, all kinds of different organizations <laughs> that became exciting to me. Yes. I love that. So are you telling me that the breakthrough, the pivotal moment of change really happened when you stopped playing small and playing small was looking at a disempowering relationship with both money and selling mm-hmm. so it wasn't necessarily so. like I finally found a marketing strategy that solved all my problems. Mm -mm. (laughs) You could really see that if you were getting physically ill Mm -hmm. when it came time for the sale, that that was impacting. Did you know that at the time? Like, or did you just happen to randomly, ooh, a money court? Like, cause look, most people (laughs) are not self-aware enough to recognize it. Now, everyone listening on this podcast is, cause you guys are awesome, but most people can't recognize it. They're just gonna keep blaming it on, my webinar tanked, you know? It's them, not me. How did you recognize that? Well, Eric actually bought the course. He was oh, following. Yeah, and he, he made you go through it? He, he bought it, he's like, April. 
you go through this? Well, because he had a great, he had the vision. He knew what we could create. He could see it, but it wasn't ingrained in me while I'm the one up there teaching. I mean, it it just, it had to be inside of me. So he actually got the course and he didn't give it to me. (laughs) Like, go fix it. Not like that. Because there were things he needed to fix too. Both of us did. But yeah, I will say as we were going through it, we both had this, you know, I read the book Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Mm. I didn't tell anyone I was reading it because I thought, oh, do I sound like a really awful person to be reading a book? Wow. But I got the book and I read it and he talks about having this like thermostat, your financial thermostat. Where is that set? So there was one month where Eric and I independently, we didn't tell each other, but we had each set our financial thermostat for the month, how much we wanted to earn. And at the end of the month, we earned exactly the middle of his mind. I actually had a higher one that month and he had a lower one and we earned right in the middle. Wow. So we thought that was pretty funny how it was what we were working towards and what we were thinking and how we were lifting ourselves. And so there's definitely, I think, I mean, definitely. Like, that's why I think I've been so excited about the things that you've been bringing together in our groups and in the different mentoring you do is helping us realize that so much of it is inside of our head. And so you're helping me get out of that role of being a victim or thinking I'm just not like those big people. I used to think there's big people and there's small people and I'm a small person. (laughs) And so then realizing, oh wait, no, you actually get to decide (laughs) where you are. Absolutely. And you're even deciding where they are too. You're the only one saying they're big. Yeah. Good. You'd ask the question about how I balance it with motherhood and how to do this Mm -hmm. as a mom. Do you want me to take it a little bit? I would. I'd actually like to just really put a pin in this or to cap this. What advice really quick do you have for somebody that's like, this is where I'm stuck. I just do not have that same relationship with selling Mm -hmm. that you now have. They're where you were. Do you have one quick like word of advice to get them out of that? I don't know if it's one word, but what I would say yeah, one, one is, phrase, maybe <laughs> I would just say, do it. sit down and write down what your beliefs are about money and success. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what you've had us do a lot yeah. in our different meetings. It's like, actually, when you put it on paper, <laughs> you realize you read it, you're like, it what? <laughs> but when you can write it down and when you can see it and then I mean, I would take efforts to read the books, listen to the podcast, get the mindset to shift because I think everyone knows inside they have something that is truly unique to give. And there's this competing voice that's telling you, you're a nobody, you don't deserve to have success, you don't have anything to offer. And that voice can get really loud and it can be very invasive. Yeah. And when you can learn to identify what that voice is saying, and then you can turn that upside down to believe the voice that you know is true. Yeah. Like that's powerful. And that's something that I've had to do repeatedly. And I, and I love that this wasn't just about you removing those beliefs and saying, that's not true. You know, like that's not true that it's taking something away and that it's selfish and greedy. You replaced it with something that just makes it so lasting and reinforced, Mm -hmm. which is if you truly want to create something bigger than you that impacts people more people than you alone can reach that takes money it takes a team (laughs) and teams aren't going to be compensated by high fives and you know smiley faces and thumbs up they need money too there are tools there are software there are facebook ad budgets all of these things take money and when you realize wait a second 
the money I'm asking for, for the goals is not what I'm actually asking for. It's an indicator of the impact we're making. And then it fuels the vision and fuels the team and fuels the infrastructure and fuels the software and fuels everything that we're doing. And now it's just this coherent, cohesive system. And you can get out of our own ways and be like, hey, look, I can still have my paycheck with whatever I want it to be. And that's what I'm going to get. And I can live by whatever humble means I want. And, and the business, it's the what the business needs. The business needs this, yeah. or rather the vision needs this. Yes. And I love that. Something that you've really helped me with and something Eric talks with me a lot often, which is so helpful. But it was that question where if you do decide to play small, then who are you not going to be serving? Like, yep. who are the people that you're fighting for? Where if you decide, oh, that's too hard or that's too scary or that's too much, then you're just leaving a big hole. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you denying to help that's actually yeah. asking for help? It's it's yeah. not just like denying service. It's like, I need your help, April. And you're like, sorry. No. <laughs> too many problems. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want your problems. Yeah. No, it's good. And the thing is, yes, more money. Yeah, I would say maybe there's more problems. Well, you know, I would say different problems because before I had problems like, oh, you know, we're worried about this house or where do we want to live or what are we going to do about our work? Or, you know, it was, how are we going to pay for this kid's college or whatever? Actually, they're paying for their own college. <laughs> you know, <after laughs> there you go. Questions. That's one solution. <laughs> how are we going to, to meet these goals that we have for our family? And those were problems that yeah. often, you know, kept us up at night, especially when the mm. economy tanked and... Eric had been working in real estate at the time, and that was not a great industry to be in when the no, economy No, it wasn't. Came. And so we had problems that were stressful when you're trying to take care of a family. Yep. But now the problems, I don't think of them as problems. I think of them as projects. Wow. Like, yeah, having an issue with this glitch with our technology, or yeah, we need a team member who can do this. Or, you know, now we have projects. But I put them into my system, which is what we teach, is how to organize your projects, how to organize your tasks. And that's what I'm good at. So instead of feeling stressed and being up all night, now I get to empower a team. I get to do what I'm good at. I get to organize. I get to get things moving forward. And building a big bonfire and a big party, helping people and getting emails every day from people who are like, oh my goodness, you helped me get my command central in place. You helped Mm. me get my emails to zero. You totally changed my life. And, you know, and I don't think of it like, oh, look how awesome I am. It's more like I was able to be an instrument yeah. to be able to put these things in place so a team can support this and the community can, can support each other. And that's what drives me every day. Because, you know, when you run a business, there are a million reasons why you could give up every day. <laughs> you could yes. be like, ah, that's yes. too hard. That's not fun, whatever. But when you know that you are changing lives and when you're watching people literally, like in our business, we get to see them get out of piles of stuff. We get to see their emails to go to zero. We get to watch this transformation. It's interesting what I'm hearing from you though, which is you have a quality that I think is only present in those that have stain power, like they're relevant a long time, and that's humility. You're not even though it lights you up and fuels you. And I think this is really the balance to find. I mean, for our listeners, you don't find this balance. It's your life. Do what you choose. But I think this is a requirement. I mean, this is absolutely essential. There's this balance between April, your like fulfillment that you get from this bigger vision and the impact you're having. But in the same token, you're not, 
using that to inflate your ego and make you, I mean, you're some superhuman that's better than most, but you're not now saying you're bigger because no. I'm more important and significant and I'm a big deal now because I cha- I'm basically playing God, you know, and, oh, and no. you see, look, that ha- you see that happen, you know, you've, I'm, I'm sure you can see someone who like has a big following. You can see they've also, they don't just have a big following. They've got a big head. They've got a big ego. They have a, you know, a, this idea that they're better than other people. And to be able to have both of those where you are fulfilled by the impact you're making, but not taking credit for it, realizing that it's still someone else's life, that they're doing the work. You know, you're not going to their house and cleaning it up. (laughs) They're doing it. You're facilitating (laughs) that transformation is, I think, I think where we all need to be operating from. And I think that's huge. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for that and and really point that out. Cause thank you. And I can tell you actually why, why Mm. I feel that way. It's because in 2016, it was July. So I told you our best month we'd ever have was September. That was when I decided I was going to make a change, but July, I can go back to my journal entry. I have it all written down where we were not in a good space. I was trying to do webinars and then the ads weren't doing really well. And then people would ask for refunds. Like we sold three and we had like two refunds. No, yeah, that's gotta be painful. I was stressed out because I thought, is this gonna work? Are we gonna be able to do this? We've got all these children. Does Eric need to go get a job? Which to me, that was like the ultimate failure. (laughs) My husband had to go back to work. I mean, we were in this point where I thought, I don't know if we can do it. And so I sat down and I had a conversation with God Mm. and I said, this is what I'm working towards. And I wrote out my list and I promised that if I could get help in achieving those things, that I would never think it was me and that Mm. I would consider myself an instrument in God's hands. And then as I looked back, it was, I know, a year, probably it was a year, July, 2017, one year later, everything I had on that list had been checked off where we were able to move into our home. That's our dream home with our family. We were able to meet all of our financial goals. We were able to like, it was literally everything on that list. So I can't think it's me because it's just not possible. That, I mean, and that's, I think that's huge. I hear so many versions of that same modus operandi where you just like surrender and get out of the way and just be that vessel of, of service. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm an instrument. Yeah. And, and I even put on my on my screensaver, I just put, it's not about you. And mm, that was something I needed to whoa. see every day. It's not about me. <laughs> wow. So I love that. And before we do get into the busy mom question that we just keep putting off, you talked <laughs> about your dream home. Can you share a little bit? Because it's a great story. Can you share the short version of why this is like the ultimate dream home for you guys? Okay. Well, I actually... <laughs> drew out what I wanted for a dream home. And I had a bunch of post-it notes inside a file folder and we put everything we wanted, like a podcast room, which is what I'm sitting in right now. Cause I recorded in my closet, which yep. was in my master closet. I'm like so hot in there. Anyway, I've got a podcast room now. I had rooms for the children, an area where I could work, an area we could have friends over, like everything that I wanted, not like a huge home, but a home that could facilitate the needs of our family. And I had everything all written out and put together. And when Eric and I went to move and we were looking for this home, there are only a couple homes on the market. And we came into this house and number one, it had everything that we wanted, everything from my list. And number two, it was actually located 
where my husband and I had our first date. I mean, so, come on. How fun is that, right? <laughs> it's built on the same spot where you guys had yeah. your first date. Yes. Is that what? so cute? I mean, so fun. yeah, I, so I love that. I, I'm so glad you shared that. That's just like, <laughs> that's always like my favorite memory of you guys. I just think that's so cool. Um, it's really living the dream. And I mean, every day is. is not the dream. Every day is not perfect ever, <laughs> but it's pretty awesome. I yeah. have to say. No, I mean, that's, but that's really special. I, I really think it is. So tell me more about being a busy mom. And for our listeners, we have a lot of listeners who are busy moms and here's something else. Now, this may be something that I know Eric and he's probably the most supportive husband on the planet next to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm kidding. But he is, he's an extraordinary dude. And I mean, he just like supports the heck out of you and believes in you so much. And I see how well you guys work together, but there's also a lot of busy moms out there listening right now who they don't necessarily feel like they have the support of their spouse because Mm -hmm. they don't, the spouse doesn't necessarily understand this world. They don't understand it. And when we don't, especially a dude, when he doesn't understand it, it's really hard to get behind it. And I'm wondering if you can actually speak to both of those from your own personal experience, obviously like, you know, Eric's amazing, but like, what do you have to say for the busy mom and, you know, braving it out when in that period that you went through where it was just a struggle? Yeah. Well, first of all, I just have to give a big virtual hug because there are so many elements that are happening behind the scenes with a spouse and with children and with personal health and personal care and all the things that go into it. And I will say I've had my share of meltdowns over the past Mm. (laughs) 10 years of, you know, doing things online because it is challenging and it's not easy every day. But there's a couple of things that have been extremely helpful that I hope can be at least be a good starting point. Number one is you have to spend your time on the projects that are actually going to yield results and not just spend time spinning your wheels. Because for a lot of years, I spent time spinning my wheels, doing things that I thought were going to be helpful, but they actually weren't. So for example, writing a whole lot of blog posts or just recording a whole lot of podcasts, that's good and people can see it, but that's not actually what generates revenue and builds a business. So when you say produce results, at the end of the day, that's money. Well, it's because if if you're looking for a career transition, like our family was looking for, it has to be something that can actually support the family and give your spouse the ability to maybe take some time off of work or do something that's going to redirect. And likes and comments don't support the family. It just doesn't. And it's great. And the thing is, the reason why I think this is so important is because I see literally, I mean, I personally see thousands and thousands of women who are out there building followings and thinking that that equals revenue Mm. and that a following does not equal revenue. And so one of the things that was most helpful, and this is something that really Eric taught me, was when you have a specific goal for your family and you're thinking, okay, we need to make this much a month to support our family or this is what we're working towards, you need to figure out what is the simplest way I could go from point A to point B. Let's just get the simplest thing going. So when we began, I mean, I was hardly doing podcasts, hardly doing articles. I was barely posting that, but 
I was spending time learning how to find the pain points of our customers. I was learning how to put together a webinar that would really serve them. I was learning how to build the pages and get the technology in place and get the team set up and all these things like that. And part of it was hard because I liked being out there. I, I liked being on Facebook or I liked being out you know, in the front, but I needed to get behind the scenes first to get things rolling. And so what I would say is don't go for the flashy stuff that looks so fancy where everyone's going to think you're awesome. That's not business. You need to step back and figure out what can I do to bring value to other people in a way that's going to generate, you know, or be able to fuel our financial engine. That's just got to happen. Yeah. So that was number one. And then number two, I think it's learning how to take your projects and how to really put them in priority because most women I know are working on a hundred things all at the same time. And I wouldn't say just women, I would say men too, working on a hundred things at the same time and then never getting any of them done. And so part of what we teach in our step program, and this is what I live every day is writing out what are your projects and put a lot onto your someday list, but figure out what are my current projects? What are my next in line projects? And just have two or three business projects at a time and focus on those and get those done and then move forward. Because as women, I think uniquely, our brains are mostly scattered to like care for all these people where we're all over the place, you know, and we're good at multitasking. But that doesn't serve you when you're trying to build a business. Mm -hmm. And I assume most of the mothers who are listening right now are trying to build a business. So I would really encourage you to get those projects focused just a couple at a time and make sure they're the ones that are going to drive your financial engine. And I love the book, Good to Great. That book totally changed my life because I was doing a whole lot of different projects. And when I learned how to find my hedgehog, which is what you're passionate about, what you could genuinely be best in the world at doing and what drives your financial engine, you find that, that is going to get you to the next level. And when you have proof that something is working, your spouse most likely is going to want to come on and support you with that. And it's been amazing to see how our journey has worked going through that. And it's, it's been awesome to, to just watch you guys over the last couple of years. So it's, it's extraordinary. So I appreciate you sharing all this and obviously you, you, you teach all this, you know, you, you teach all this. (laughs) And so you practice this as well. And I know you've come in and helped us on our team. You've helped the inner circle mastermind members and it's just, it's just so amazing. So this has been incredible. Thank you so much for sharing. Do you have any final words, any final comments, last thoughts before we wrap this up and really call it complete? Yeah. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me here. I appreciate the energy and the accountability and the support that you and your team have given to me and Eric over the past couple of years. I think I would just close with if someone is feeling discouraged right now because more often than not, I think people are feeling discouraged. I just want to say, number one, that I know how that feels. I mean, I have this photo that Eric took of me laying face down on the carpet in our living room after we launched our first business, which did not take off. And the day we launched it, the credit card processing broke. And I was literally on the floor, like my face down. And I thought, I can never do anything right. I, it was just, it was awful. It was one of those times where I was completely discouraged and like sunk as low as I could. And Eric was up at the top of our staircase and just snapped this photo. <laughs> just, I don't know why. He's like, someday we're going to look back on this, yep. which yeah, we are. That's what happened. But if you are in that discouragement, I would just say there is always hope and there's always help. It's just mm. that there's something that you don't know yet. 
you maybe haven't learned how to be able to take the best knowledge you have to give that to someone else. You might not have learned yet how to create an offer that doesn't feel weird to you, that feels exciting to no. your customers, or you might not have learned how to lead and how to work with a team yet. There's just something you haven't learned yet. And so when you can change the thought process from problem over to project, there is so much help available and there's so much great energy and excitement and wonderful days ahead. So it's something I have to remember every day too. Yeah. Like I was sick this past week and I was thinking, what am I trying to do? But as we keep moving forward, like the staying power, yeah, I've been doing this for a lot of years, but it's so worth it and the world needs you. I love this. And another big thing I just heard is what it, from you and just like you demonstrated is what is gonna get you through all this is when your heart and your vision is bigger than any of these problems or projects. That's yes. what's gonna feel you through it. If this is just about quick win, quick buck or two, like don't mm -hmm. expect to go very far. But I've seen as your evolution, I've seen like any stumble, any hurdle, any challenge that you've been presented with, it's the vision that became the vacuum that ripped you yeah. forward. And, 100%. and you know, people keep, putting that off as like, well, I'll, I'll do that later once I make money or something. It's like, mm, that's not how it works. So this is amazing. April, thank you so much. Tell okay. us really quick where, what's the best place where we can stalk you, learn more about you, find out <laughs> what you do and how we can get involved with you. Yeah, come to learndobecome.com forward slash step. That's the best place to start. And we would love to serve you. Awesome. And we'll link that up in the show notes. So April Perry, ladies and gentlemen, April, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in to another amazing case study here on the Mind Your Business podcast. We'll see you all next time. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.